If you like this podcast, check out Studio Red's amazing lineup of podcasts at StudioRedMedia.com. Welcome to QT with RT. I'm Ryan. I'm Todd. And today we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> the one and only. Grab your Bible. <laughs> so, uh,. I've been listening to a lot of D&D podcasts. Yeah? With, uh, is it with Triple uh, X himself? I wish. But that's funny because we just read an article today about it. But why do you think we love role-playing so much? Um, are you just asking this in general or does this yeah. have to do with your just thing like, you were listening to? So, obviously... Um, yeah, we're talking about D&D, which yeah. you said in the intro already. Jeez, right. Ryan. It's okay. 20 episodes in, and you're already messing up. <laughs> um, Happy episode 20. Is it 20? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That was just a guess. Um, I think, you know, um, I think there's it's twofold. Uh, I mean, I think it's the same reason why we like video games or right. movies or a good book. You know, part of it is your escapism. You're escaping to a different world. You're escaping yeah. your reality and pretend. I mean, even why kids play make believe when they're kids, like you know, it's fun to pretend. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Because for in that moment, you're not you. You're something else, um, and that's fun and exciting to just, you know, to pretend to be, you know, a warrior or a yeah. soldier or yeah. an Indian or you know whatever you know. Indian. <laughs> um, oh, as well, I always wait. I can't appropriate to, that. <laughs> and role play. Uh, yeah, uh, that's right. Orcs. Yeah, are you can be. Come out. You can be elf. You can be anything. Elves are gonna, or uh, orcs and elves are going to come out and be like, "Oh, that's cultural appropriation. Uh, that's that's racial uh, species. Hobbits were little people. <laughs> uh, we just have larger feet. That's right. Not huge, big feet. <laughs> um, so I think it's part of that kind of escapism. You know, it's like it's fun to read Harry Potter because mm-hmm. for a little bit you kind of pretend like you're in Hogwarts and you're a wizard, even yeah. though you're not. Um, I think, uh, another part is there's also an element to where some of that pretending and role-playing and, and stuff, it's also like you realizing that some of what you're doing, you could be like, you could, you could be more brave or more courageous or yeah. more funny or more witty or more, or stand up for yourself more, or more, you know, yeah, you know, and I think that's where. D and D, especially like role playing, like where all these other things, like a book or a movie, like you're just watching, almost like as this like, you know, like almost like a little person on somebody's shoulder, yeah, and you're just kind of going along with them. But when you're doing D and D, even I mean, I think video games is like the next level. We've talked about that before, where like with Red Dead and stuff, like you get to decide what you're gonna do. Yeah. Like you still have your own choices. You can decide what, who who you're gonna kill or who you know, or when you're in a when they're all sitting around the fire and you you can listen to this person's conversation or that person, or you can sing along with these people, you know, it's like you have choices, but with D and D you really have choices. Yeah. I mean, to the point that like a good dungeon master, you know, is really just helping keep the story going based yeah. off of what people are deciding. But like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, in D and D, I mean, as long as everybody else wants to do it with you. Yeah. Uh, and so it it really then allows it to be where you can be like a kind of personality or a person that's completely separate from who you are in normal life. And you might find that there's an elements of that that like you've always actually kind of wanted to be, but you've never had an opportunity to sort of test the waters. Yeah. And then you might be like, you know what? 
I actually don't really mind speaking my mind more yeah. openly. <laughs> yeah. You know, or I don't I don't mind, you know, being the first one through the door. Yeah. You know, or being more, you know, um, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. more more chaotic. More more adventurous, yeah, yeah, more chaotic, yeah. Yeah, so um uh, I feel like that's, you know, part of it is it's twofold. It's like escapism, yeah. but it's also allowing us to sort of like try on yeah. uh, different situations and scenarios and sort of see how they feel. Yeah. And well, and it's like the ultimate game. You know, every other game, board games, there's rules. You know, like there are rules in D&D, but there also aren't. You know, yeah, like it's more like rules to the world. Yeah, but there's not rules specific rules right. of where you have to go or what you exactly because like you have video games and they're open world, but at the end of the day, there's still codes. You know, there's yeah. still like a limit to it. Yeah. Where like role playing, you could legitimately the D and D will uh, the Dungeon Master will have um, kind of like a set map, but when we were playing. You know, I thought you guys would go through a whole, like, yeah. cave and stuff. Nope, you just went straight right, like, straight to the boss. Yeah. And just, like, took him out. And, uh, or or little things like, instead of killing the wolves, you rolled to make them your pets. Yeah. And they were your pets. You know, yeah. like, you guys just rolled really well. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, really, the only main rules is is the rolling. Yeah. And, like, how your, like, character sheet works. Um, That's really the only thing, you know, uh, if you roll a twenty, the yeah. highest roll, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's as good as it gets. If you roll, a if you roll a one, that's horrible. That's as bad as it gets. Critical, yeah, yeah. critical failure. So, I feel like that's really the main thing, you know. Um, but uh, I feel like um, obviously some of the people we've talked to about or have played with us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I feel like we should take a somewhat of a giant leap back and just kind of explain to people who know of Dungeons and Dragons but yeah. don't really know Dungeons and Dragons. My history with Dungeons and Dragons, let's even take a really, really big step back, was probably similar to yours, which was it was the devil's playground. <laughs> it was one step away from that Ouija board yeah. where you connected with dead spirits. Yeah. Oh man, I would have gotten like in so much trouble if I played yeah. that as a as from my mom. Like if I'd done the Ouija board thing. Oh yeah. Whew. Next though would have been Dungeons and Dragons yeah. just because it somehow it became the thing that Christian moms were just like, this is horrible. Well, you know, I watched a YouTube video. And they talked about it? And they talked about the history of why. So there was this, like, comic book thing, um, and it's called, like, a Dark Magic or Dark Magic Steez or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and they pretty much... It's a graphic novel where they go with these characters and they're good Christian characters, and then they get sucked. They go to college and they get sucked into a D and D game, and like the D and D master, the DM master is like this, like almost like a uh, a mistress, like dominatrix, like lady. Oh, that's how they like view her. And then they're like, you know, like the girls have a lot of fun with it. And so the whole idea is like, you know, if you're having fun with this, then you'll want to go to the next level. You're not satisfied with this. So then you'll go and do LARPing, live action, role playing, you know. And then (laughs) where 
we've seen those at college campuses where guys just dress up and beat each other with sticks. But, you know, and then from there, that won't be enough. So then you'll want real blood. And it's all, like, tied into this, like, occult, you know? Interesting. And, 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 and in this book, and which got made into, like, a Christian film, horrible like this is this is all in the video guy was just like reviewing everything and it's just like truly mind-blowing i i want to know where logic where like people just can't people just learn to think for themselves no, <laughs> instead of hear no, these no, things yeah can't. anyways stop um, hoping that humanity is going to use for real i just you just a single watches this you're like this is insane but yeah once again it goes into harry potter and all that stuff but they talked about Long story short, one of the girls ends up committing suicide because her character in D and D dies, and she's like, "I'm not good enough. I let I failed her, so she kills herself." By doing that, they resurrect Cthulhu because it was a human sacrifice, and they needed the girl to kill herself, so they killed her within game. And long story short, the other girl accepts Jesus into her heart, burns the books, and it's like, "Thank you for setting me free from D and D." That. Is how D and D got seen as evil. Wow! <laughs> and then it just spread. I mean, I'm I, sure my mom never watched that movie. This I is this is proof that like Jesus is real because if that was how like Christianity, that type of like mindset was how Christianity like grew. You know, like Christianity right, would, would be, be done. Yeah, yeah it would like, never be a religion. Exactly, because people would be like, "This is insane. This is dumb." Yeah, yeah. But there's there's something deeper than yeah. There's that. something more going on, mm-hmm. aka. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, anyways, my mom, I can guarantee you never watched that movie, but uh, no, she, but they heard it from yeah, someone. Yeah. yeah, but it spread and eventually just became the thing mm-hmm. that, like, oh, don't do that. Just yeah. like when my parents were younger, like playing playing cards. Yeah, was bad. Yeah, because it was tied to poker and yeah. gambling, so they weren't allowed to play. You know, hearts, spades, diamonds, those kind of cards. They weren't allowed to play with those, so they would have games. <laughs> that were exactly like the games you would play. Like yeah. you would play like rummy or yeah. hearts or spade or, yeah. you know, or whatever, but you wouldn't do it with playing cards. You would do it with rook cards yeah. or you do it with these cards. Yeah. Or, and they would have games that were specifically made and they still had numbers on them. They just didn't have kings, queens, My jacks. youth pastor taught me poker. <laughs> yeah, so. well, that's the thing. Yeah, and it's like as I got older, it was like, really? You guys? I mean, I'm like my parents never cared, but it was like, you know, it was like yeah. for their generation, you didn't play yeah. with playing cards. And I don't know if I ever played playing cards with my grandparents because it was like that was their generation's thing. Yeah. You know? So, anyways, <laughs> all that to say, uh, that was my history with it. Yeah. I- I'm sure if I had, if that wasn't the case, I'm sure I would have played it. I would have oh, been absolutely. like the Stranger Things kids, and oh. I would have been totally been playing it because that was totally like my jam. Yeah. Like imagination is basically what this game is. Yeah. Uh, so I never played it at all. Until you brought it in, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you servant of the devil, Cthulhu rise. <laughs> uh, you brought that wickedness into my into my life. Uh, no, you watched Carmen Quest, yeah, which is a really funny show. Uh, it's free. I actually signed up for an account oh, to good. watch it. Yeah, uh, what's it on? Uh, VRV or something. Like yeah, that. VRV. I think. VRV or BRC or something. I think it's VRV. 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 Yeah. com. Check it out. Harmon Quest. It's really funny. They take yeah. a bunch of comedians and they play uh, D&D and yeah. they animate part of yeah. it. They don't call it D&D, but because D&D is like a license. Oh, trait, but interesting. They're like, it's a role playing game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, um, 
that's something I've discovered that there is like all these other different versions. Yeah, and, you know, it's D and D's not the only one. It's yeah. just the, they're definitely like the big boys. They're well, they're kind of like the Kleenex of tissues. Yeah, you know, it's like you just that's just what you just think of. It's all D and D. Yeah, even though it's not. Um, and then you were then the one that was like, I'm gonna buy one of these and we're gonna do it. Yeah, and you did. And then we talked about doing it for like six months. And then finally we did it. Yeah. And we played a whole campaign. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I have a the starter pack. Yep. My character is a rogue. And then you bought the starter pack. For I did, your yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I was down hanging out with my buddies from college and I was like, This would be fun to play with them. Yeah. Uh none of them are listening. But if you guys ever are, I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> I was slightly disappointed with your lack of interest <laughs> and excitement. They were yeah. like kinda into it, yeah. but not as much as I wanted them to be. Yeah. And I think part of it is D and D requires people to sort of lose their personal inhibitions, yeah, and kind of just like, just like, just like really go fully into it. I think that's why it's so popular with actors. Yeah, I think they so too. fully can commit. Well, to and it. that's what they do yeah. for a living is yeah. they just constantly just throw themselves out there vulnerably, yeah. and embrace their storytelling and characters, and that's what D and D is. Yeah. Um, when you really do that though, when you really like let yourself be like a six year old kid again yeah. playing make believe, it is crazy fun. It's so fun. Uh, when you, when you don't extra, do that, yeah, you get extra XP fun. for how well you role play. Like that's the the D as a DM, like you are to encourage like extreme role, like really yeah. get into your characters. So. Yeah, yeah, and and like I was saying earlier, not obviously just it is fun escapism as we are traversing around a, yeah. an area, a country. And killing, uh, destroying orcs, destroying orcs and <laughs> goblins. Um, I had to make characters stronger than how they were in the manual. And then we still, still destroy them. <laughs> uh, but uh, my character was also this like uh, selfish, like only cared for himself. Your thief. rogue, uh, yeah, thief. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he hated wizards. He hates wizards, which uh, marks Hannah's character as a wizard. So I just got to constantly <laughs> trash talk Mark. Um, and it was just fun to yeah. play a character that like did not care, yeah, uh, and was only cared about himself, like a Han Solo from the OG yeah. Star Wars, yeah. the very first one, the yeah. first half when he still like didn't care about anybody but himself, and, yeah, and, and his Millennium Falcon, and maybe Chewie a little bit. <laughs> so, anyways, that is my background history with it. What yeah. about you? Uh, yeah, same. I remember listening, being in the car one time, and listening to like focus on the family or something mom had it on the radio and it was like should your kids listen to you know read harry potter like the book though it has like good themes you know does involve witchcraft and stuff like that and mom was like yeah we shouldn't listen and i was like yeah we shouldn't listen that bad and then i grew up and i read harry potter and i was like this is like the most christian book ever like it's crazy how like the parallels are insane um I mean, almost more so than, like, Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, that's when it kind of started where I was like, hmm, the things that, like, secondhand hearing things is how we get people like Trump and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, or, or just any hashtag fake news, you know. <laughs> well, or just this, this hysteria over stuff that really isn't a big right. deal. Exactly. And so going, looking into D&D, I was like, what is it that's so bad? And it was just, it's the 
pen and paper game. Like, that's the whole point is your imagination. Yeah. There is nothing bad with it. Like, I think... And you can, where, you can make it bad. I mean, can. the DM could definitely make it to where it's all about, like, going into yeah. the, you know, the depths of hell and fighting Satan, you know? I mean, if but you But even that's to. not bad. I think it would be more of, like, you know... you. There are certain characters where you could like summon and be you are a demon, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. But like even then, like I don't think there's really anything at the end of the day. Like it's all up to you. So right. whatever you know, yeah. you allow. It's really about the people you play with. Yeah, it's your imagination. Yeah. So yeah, it was when I realized that I I did feel like I had been robbed <laughs> a little bit because it's like man, like this would have been the game to play with yeah. friends. Like yeah, but there if. Your parents, conservative, 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 conservative views. Christian views would have stopped you from doing it. The Myers, who would have loved this game, <laughs> their parents definitely yeah. wouldn't have yeah. let you. Well, and that's, I mean, even now we're all full grown men who think for ourselves when we had our get together and you guys all listening, I suggested doing D&D and there was hesitance. <laughs> Of yeah. like, uh, is that bad? Is it yeah. Okay? So I think this is a perfect time yeah. then to explain to people what actually D and D is. Yes. Uh, because if you don't think that it's of the devil, then you also think that it is the nerdiest, geekiest yeah. thing exactly. to do in the world. That yeah. it is the it is the fat, overweight, dorky, pimple faced. 50-year-old man living in his mom's basement. Which we now realize is essentially Apple stock, where everyone who did it growing up is now crazy smart because they learned creative skills, they learned uh, leadership skills, they yeah. learned you know, while they're in their basement. So, um, so anyways, let's talk about what it is exactly yeah. and explain it as though you're explaining it to one of your friends right. who didn't know anything about it yeah. um, and... So Dungeons and Dragons, D&D, that's all it is, not Satan and, and Sacrifice Your Babies, called Dungeons and Dragons. You're going into dungeons and you're fighting dragons. That's how it is. It is a pen and paper game. Pen and paper means pretty much you have your character on a sheet of paper. He has his abilities and powers. Or hers. Just like, or hers, or it, or any yeah. pronoun you want. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and a Essentially, if you've ever played Skyrim or anything like that, you have, spoiler alert, played D&D. Yeah. That is exactly what D&D yeah. is. If, yeah, if you've played any role-playing game. Any role-playing game. Where you where choose skills. You choose your character, choose what uh, race he is or it is, and then you have, like, uh, agility skills. You have your right. uh, proficiency skills. You yeah. have. So if you've played... Um, Knights of uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. If you've played Skyrim, mm-hmm. if you've even to a certain degree played Zelda, mm-hmm. if you've played uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, yeah. yeah, and you get to choose somebody, you get to say, where do I want to put these skill points? Do I want to put it in my, you know, my special powers? Exactly. Do I want to put it in my attack? Do I want yeah. to put it in my speed? Do I want to put it in my health? Basketball's like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's NBA Two K. Any yeah. game that you have a character and you choose. That is what D and D is. Yeah, and so from, from there you have your character, you made your character, and you even down. This is where the role playing comes into it. You choose kind of like the background. You choose his history. Um, you choose like kind of is is he lawful good? Is he neutral good? Is he chaotic good, or or bad or evil or whatever? Or neutral. And, and what those mean are simply just your outlook on life. Yep. So you could be, I am neutral, neutral, 
which is kind of what Han Solo, I think, originally was. Was yeah. kind yeah. of I'm out for myself. Yeah. So whatever. I'm not for the Empire, but yeah. I'm not for the Rebels. Exactly. I'm in the middle. And you play that character, and so yeah, Ali, I love you, my wife, and I I lift you up. Her character was supposed to be like I think like true good or something like that, where she you know was was for the 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 ones who were lower and stood up for people and that was her whole thing and that was like justice was her true true desire and and she did that to an extent but her true desire was gold and yeah. she should have probably had that in her thing because yeah. that's what she truly cared about because every time we went into a dungeon or did anything and you guys killed everyone in there you always searched for stuff <laughs> Is there any gold? Is there what can I find? You know, you and Allie were always looking for that. I don't think Ragged Ragged really cared. Um he kinda like if he had something Mark's yeah. character who yeah. was a wizard. Right. And so as a DM dungeon master, my goal is to be the referee of the game. I am to set up what this world is, I tell them where they're going, what they're doing, and And you're kind of the narrator of the game. Narrator of the whole game. And and the way we play it we play it kind of a little not as serious. Like, if you're a true, true gamer, like, we would in real time be, like, if you have to walk across the map, it's going to take you many, many hours <laughs> in real yeah. time. But And I think that's, though, an important thing to say yeah. because that's where it sounds in super geeky nerdy. Yeah, exactly. Is that um, the beauty of it is that it's really up to the people playing, yeah. including the Dungeon Master, more so the dungeon master, but obviously the people who are playing with the dungeon master are going to say, "Hey, this is the kind of game we want to play." Yeah, you get to decide how serious or unserious you want to yeah. make it. Yeah, you know. So if you know you want to make it to where it's super challenging, then you don't have your characters level up as fast. They have harder enemies they have to fight. It can be more strategic. You have less gear down and down treasures. to how much your backpack can carry. Yeah, or if you want to make it more loosey goosey and fun, mm-hmm. then. You know, if yeah. you travel. Every every NPC store is gonna have everything you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so. or you give more gold when you kill people and yeah. more experience points. You don't really count steps until you're in a a, a fight or yeah. whatever. You just yeah. kind of go. Yeah. So and that was more how we played it, yeah. just because you know we're older and we don't yeah. really want to spend tons of time just traveling around the country. Yeah, we don't have that kind of time. We got jobs. Yeah, yeah. It was it was making the most of each session and. You also have to have time commitment. I mean, it's yeah. hours. Like we we tried to have it as condensed and and closed off, but you also want a compelling narrative. And going into the dungeons, as we have, like it's essentially just entering into a level of a game, and that level's pretty intricate and the choices you make, you know, you go down this level and you roll uh, your awareness. And so that's the whole point is that it it comes down to like every single choice you make. So if you want to know what is in the room, you need to roll so that that dictates what you actually see, how well you see it, depending yeah. on from one to 20, how right. well you're rolling. Stuff that's hidden or yeah. if it, the room's dark. Yeah. I mean, if you walk into a room that's well lit, you yeah. would see stuff. But. I, I think that's probably where, like, the other part of, like, people thinking, oh, it's evil because, you know, rolling dice has connotations with gambling and kind of this whole – Only the best kind of gambling, though. <laughs> like craps. Oh, yeah. I love that. Um, and so, yeah, I, it just – it's it's 
it really is just your imagination with friends. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and you and like I said, you can what's beautiful to me about it, well it was like surprised me when I started playing. I was like, you could literally use this for anything because it is pen and paper. Great story. And your telling. imagination. Yeah. yeah, it's really just it's your imagination and storytelling. Yeah. Living out a story in real time. Uh, or or telling a story in real time. It's like four or five people telling a story together in real time with the dungeon master kind of helping put sort of like guardrails on the story so it never gets too crazy and goes off in some random path that doesn't isn't going to make sense. Yeah. Um you know, I think that's where like the the DM's always kind of like where are we still going with this? Is this going to work? Is this going to make sense? How do I need to kind of rope it all back to where it's still like overall going to be a good story and fun to to experience. Yeah. Um but then the rest of it is like kind of improv skills and just having fun Absolutely. and you know yeah. like you said like you know one of the things when I was I was the dungeon master for my friends from college and like they went into a dungeon and they spent so much time in like the first two little rooms and I was like guys <laughs> like just kill these people yeah, yeah, yeah. they're super weak yeah <laughs> you're not supposed to be spending 30 minutes talking about what you're gonna do in these first two rooms <laughs> you know like the bad guy yeah. the main boss is like 10 rooms yeah. beyond like just get to the ba- yeah. boss like move on well, and that's where, as a DM, you would, like, you judge how long. Like, if they're like, okay, we're going to do this and this, and you go, all right, you took too long to talk. Like, they're attacking you now. Yeah. Like, they see you. Like, make it as realistic as possible. Yeah. Being like, this is, this is, you would be in the room, and you're talking full out to each other. Right. They're going to see you, whether you like it or yeah. not. You're but like, my yeah. point with that, though, is that, like, I think that's the part where it's, like, everybody plays a different game. Yeah. You know, um, and so where like when we went into that same dungeon, you guys just we went straight through the secret passageway yeah. to the bad guy, and we were out of that dungeon in like fifteen minutes. Yeah. It was straight up like Navy Seal, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, and made friends along the way. <laughs> yeah, and and a lot of it even comes down to the dice. Eventually, my friends were trying to take that same passageway, yeah. but you had to like roll a certain amount to like climb up this like shaft. Um, and we had rope and hooks. They did too. They didn't think about using theirs. But then even when um, they did use them, like they just kept rolling, ro- rolling low enough numbers that they kept falling down and hurting themselves. So eventually they went around. Where like us, we used the rope yeah. right off the bat. Nailed it. And then we all rolled really high numbers. Yeah. And we were up and yeah. on to the next room immediately. So I think that's also what's kind of fun is like yeah. uh, it's not – it's like you have almost like the storytelling of the characters and their choices, which you can't predict. Yeah. And especially if they're true to their characters, then it can be kind of fun where it's like, and that was one area, my friend Scrap. Do you know Scrap? Yeah, I think I've heard of okay. him. Uh, he, uh, he was actually, he was chaotic evil. Oh, wow. And he actually did a really good job. Good. Good. Being chaotic evil because he would just like run into battle yeah. while everybody else was talking. <laughs> Which was great. And then you'd usually end up getting like killed or knocked down and they'd have to then go and rescue him. Um huh. Okay. He would actually like side with them with the Well, the, I guess he was chaotic neutral. Okay. I, yeah. That's what I guess yeah, he was. Because yeah. I was like he was like a like a, a Jack Sparrow yeah. type character. But anyways. Yeah. So um like the Joker's chaotic evil. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So chaotic neutral. But yeah. um <laughs> anyway, so you have kind of their like unpredictability if they're really playing true to their characters. Yeah. Then you obviously have whatever the DM has planned that you, nobody knows about. But then you also just have chance yeah. with the dice. Yeah. Um, and stuff that should work if you th- roll a net or a critical a one. Yeah. Like you are losing no matter what. Yeah. And badly. 
and it could be like the most easiest thing your character is perfect for it's what you're supposed to be doing you know if i'm a thief and i have really good skills at breaking into buildings or opening a chest yeah and then i roll a, a critical one and it's like all of a sudden the chest explodes in my face. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm and I'm half dead. Yeah. You know? And it's like that's not what was supposed to happen. Yeah. What are the chances of rolling a one out of a dice of twenty? One in twenty. One in twenty. Yeah. Not very good. Yep. Yeah. You know. Uh you have really high odds of not rolling that. And yet somehow I did. And so it's like I love that element to it too. It's like you have these like three aspects of unpredictability. The DM, the characters, and the dice. Yeah. Which makes each kind of time you play really and the stakes are real like they have a thing where if you go down you have three chances at saving throws and if you do not succeed in those three chances because you have to roll an eight or higher which is already making the odds way lower you're done your character is 100 percent out you have to create a new character. And there are people who have had their characters for years and years and years, and their characters die, and it's devastating. So yeah, I just love that element as well. So. Yeah, and, and again, I mean, I think that's how seriously you want to take it right. because you could also make it to where, like, oh, you're dead, but there's a way to revive right. that person yeah. if you go over there, you know. So I think I think people can get scared away from it when they feel like, oh, geez, that's – Stuff like that yeah. sounds so serious yeah. that they're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know? And it's like, no, you can make it like Harmon Quest. Yeah. They totally just like have fun with it. Absolutely. And they're making jokes. Yeah. And like, even like at one point, like one of the guys, Harmon, Dan Harmon's character is like a coward. Yeah. And so he, that's like one of his like <laughs> traits. Yeah. And like when he made the character, like one of his like values is that he doesn't like fighting and he's afraid. And so yeah. like he's like regularly running away from the fights <laughs> and just leaving, just kind of like just completely leaves. And so his character is just like always like falling and hurting and just never not good yeah. at fighting. And here he's supposed to be like the main character. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like you could totally do that. Like if you just want to have fun and goof off. Um, and you don't, it doesn't have to even be like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. You could do the same pen and paper concept. and anything. And you could be Star Wars. It could be Harry Potter. It could be, it could be real life. Yeah. You know, it could be all. That's, that's a popular trend among people. Uh, so Thomas Milditch, he's on like Silicon Valley and stuff like that. He loves pen and paper. And he grew up playing like all the fantasy stuff. Now what he does is it's just pen and paper but like normal everyday life so like office work or and that's what he loves like it's just essentially role playing like the sims it's yeah. the sims yeah. you know but with D and so um yeah and there's an element to that where you know you could have you could make up whatever story you want you know, all of a sudden you have you have three office workers who all of a sudden get superpowers yeah you know and then what are they going to do yeah exactly you know? and that would be fun that would be fun you know or or you have three where you know all of a sudden, one of the guys realizes that is, you could tell the other characters that like they're actually spies mm-hmm. from some like CIA type organization, but from a different country, and he doesn't know it. Yeah, you know, and it's all of a sudden, then he's roped into this whole thing, and they have to go on this spy like journey. I mean, you could yeah. it could really be that's the beauty of it. It could be whatever you yeah. want it to be. And if you're listening to this and you're very hesitant and you're like, I just, I, there's that element of, of, of something there that I just, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with. I'll ask you this. Have you ever played a little game called Oregon Trail? Yeah. Because the funny thing is all those parents who are freaking out about D&D being like, oh, it's evil. My child will never play it. Unwittingly let all their children play D&D because Oregon Trail was a D&D game. 
Yep. That a prof- a, prof- a teacher made a teacher. So yeah, yeah. it was. Um, uh, I mean, it wasn't once again. It wasn't actually Dungeon and did, Dragons. Did you hear that? It's it's just like the millions of people screaming after <laughs> <Exactly>. hearing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was a teacher, social studies teacher. Um, I think he was an uh, elementary or middle school teacher, and he was trying to find an interesting way to teach his kids about Oregon Trail. And he played Dungeons and Dragons with some of the other teachers and like his friends and had grown up playing Dungeons and Dragons. And so he was like, oh, this would be a cool way to teach kids about yeah. the Oregon Trail. And so he made a paper and pen version of the Oregon Trail first before the game came out where people picked, you know, themselves and then mm-hmm. three of their friends. Mm-hmm. And then he would basically say, okay, you're now going to this town. All right, everybody roll your dice. Like mm-hmm. if you got this number, then you, you're you somebody got smallpox or somebody got dysentery or – your you wagon know. wheel broke. Yeah, your wagon wheel broke. And mm-hmm. so it's like these different things would happen if you rolled your dice. And just, you know, in the game, it's like every time they progressed, you'd have to roll the dice and good things would happen or bad things would happen. And then along the way, he would be like, oh, you've come to, you know, Independence Town, you know, yeah. or you came to this <laughs> fort. or you, And he would then give them the history yeah. of the Oregon Trail, which – Props to him. Yeah, but everyone like, always skipped that. <laughs> I, well, I mean, if you were sitting there listening to him, you yeah, couldn't skip it. That's true. You know, I mean, you have to pay attention yeah. in that situation. And if you're, like, getting to that town, he's like, and this place has a lot of supplies because, of like, he could give reasons yeah. for why. You know, and I was like, man, what a great teacher. I would have loved to have been yeah. in that class. So, anyways, he then – all the kids loved it. It was successful. So then he worked with one of the math teachers to create the very first Oregon Trail game. And just used it in their their school. Wow. And then um, eventually people started kind of hearing about it. Kids liked it. I don't know if other schools started kind of using it. And then eventually he sold it to a, like, curriculum. Um, and it was up in Minnesota. So he ta- sold it to, like, a curriculum company that did all the state's curriculum. Mm-hmm. And then they started distributing it to all of the schools in Minnesota. And then eventually then um, – they kind of then connected with like more of a national curriculum Maybe. people, and yeah. then it then went national to where all these schools had this Oregon Trail game. And the mechanics behind Oregon Trail were the exact same mechanics where you'd move forward. Yeah, the computer is rolling dice for you. You don't realize it. Yeah, that's why like you could cross a river and die. Yeah, because you probably got that one. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and it was saying in in Dungeons and Dragons, the DM has a certain amount like a, a level on the dice, like, you know, you have to roll a 12 or higher mm-hmm. to achieve this, or you have to roll a 10 or higher, an 8 or higher, or 18 or higher, depending on your stats yeah. and the difficulty of what you're trying to do. Um, so as the same thing, you know, and as you're playing and it's constantly rolling the dice behind camera, behind the scenes, you don't realize that that's what it's doing, but that's yeah. what it's doing. And you then are, you know, succeeding or your wagon wheel's breaking. Yeah. So... um yeah, and then that's, you know, kind of was to some degree kind of like one of the first RPG type games like that. Yeah. And now that same mechanic, like we're saying, is still happening everywhere yeah. behind all this other stuff. You know, yeah. you go and, uh, you know, especially the turn based RPGs like Final Fantasy and those kind of games that existed yeah. back in the day. That's exactly what was happening. You know, it would take your stats, the enemy's stats, the thing that you were trying to do, you know, okay, a simple attack, those the requirement to get that isn't as high, but the special attack that requires more, Yeah, you know, or the critical hit, you know, like all those, like those are all things that are yeah. in these games. And that all comes from the game, basically playing D and D dice in the background. Yeah. 
to what your actions are. Yeah, yeah. The turn base is yeah. That's exactly right. It's it's it is D and D. So yeah, I I think so. Now maybe your interest is being piqued, and you're thinking to yourself, well, how how would I do this? And I would say. Starter pack was a good good way yep. to to do it. Um, not too expensive. It's like twenty bucks, right? Uh, I think it was a little bit more than that. I think it was like forty bucks. Forty. Maybe. Okay. But, but yeah, the starter pack they sell at Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. or you can get it on Amazon. Yeah. Um, what's nice about that is it gives like all it gives an actual quest that you can do. Yeah. Gives you even like initial characters you could start with if you want to. Yeah. Um, it gives you a rule book for you to know what you're doing, as well as like for the DM. And then also like just like a general rule book that everybody can look at. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel like that was a great little initial yeah. quest to kind of figure it out and do. Um, I would also say, you know, if if like the fantasy world isn't what interests you, um, if you go to different bookstores or once again go online, um, especially if you have like used bookstores, that's always a great place to go. Or even libraries probably have some. Um, there are tons of options for other worlds. Yeah. Like there's one for Star Wars. There's one for Star Trek. Um, there's Dragon Ball Z ones. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's, um, I'm sure there probably is like a spy, you know, type version. Um, there's even ones that are just made up. Yeah. Uh, you know, space ones or futuristic post-apocalyptic ones. So it's like if you if you have a more of an interest in a certain area, yeah. like find one that like, you would enjoy living in that yeah. world. Yeah. Um, because if you're not going to enjoy being in that world, if you don't enjoy fighting dragons and being in dungeons, then don't do that version. Yeah. Do something else. Yeah. Skyscrapers and Cadillacs. Or yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a Harry Potter one. I looked that up where yeah. you can go through Hogwarts and be like a first year and the second year. And, Amazing. You know, you can go to classes. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Now, I mean, and I think the hard part is getting – the group together and getting finding other people who do it and i mean we don't we didn't know any dms so i did it because of just watching youtube videos watching harm quests watching listening to stuff and yeah you had had the most exposure yeah exposure for sure and so i was like i know what i like in a dm and i know like like what story and so the um the starter helps you. They kind of give you a guideline of, of what is in the caverns and all that stuff, and then it's up to you to kind of play those characters. And yeah, and so as that's one of the rules in it is the DM is is you're you're uh, refereeing the fun, and so if your characters are not having fun or they start to zone out, then maybe mix something up or take a break. Be like, all right, this is where we're gonna end tonight's session, and we'll pick up. You know, next week or yeah. for our, in our case, three months. So <laughs> yeah, um, and it's it is hard. The older you get, I think that's where I was like kind of upset because when we were younger, we had all the time and we could totally play that and yeah, would you know hone my skills, especially storytelling. Man, yeah, like if I had been doing that when I was younger, like holy cow, like just yeah, I really think that um, if you're the people that, like, in general, anybody should do it just because it's fun. Yeah. And it takes about three hours, I feel like, to play, yeah. uh, like, a, a level or kind of like a, a round. A chapter. A chapter of it, yeah. yeah. 
Um, you could do it in less, but it's nice to kind of have a sense of accomplishment and yeah. and, and complete complete a chapter as characters. And yeah, especially when you finish a chapter, there's usually some gold or treasure. Yeah, and you kind of beat a, a, sort of a boss yeah. and you yeah. level up. And there's just like a sense of accomplishment that's nice before yeah. you then go play the next one. It kind of makes you want to play again. Yeah. Um, but um, I think anybody anybody would enjoy it. Um, it's worth it. You should totally do it. Even as like parents, like with your kids, when you get older, like you could be the DM and let your kids play. And like oh, I said, man. because you can come up with anything you want to, you can make it to where your kids are just, you know. You do biblical adventures. Yeah, or, or they could be elementary school age kids who all of a sudden get superpowers yeah. and they get to be their own version of Marvel heroes. Yeah. And that would be like the coolest thing in the world. Like if my dad had done that with me and my siblings, yeah. like I would have thought that was amazing. I mean, if I had been able, if I had grown up with like Harry Potter and stuff and we played D&D where it was Harry, Harry Potter, you know? Yeah. Holy cow. Like, yeah. It's been so cool. We always wanted to go to Hogwarts. So, yeah. 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 So, um, I mean, you could make it to where your Lego character. Yeah. I mean, you could do anything. Yeah. You could be Toy Story. Yeah. I mean, just take anything that your kids are like infatuated obsessed with, with yeah. obsessed with, and that, like, let them be those people yeah. in, in that world. But um, I think as adults, anybody who's a, in the storytelling world, whether you're an actor, a writer, yeah. director, um, you know, any anybody who's actually creating worlds, creating stories, creating characters, playing those characters, yeah. helping other people play those characters. Um, I feel like going through the process of creating characters and setting up that world, even as just a character, uh, in the one that we've played, like has enormous lessons that yeah. you can be learned. Yeah. And and even like as we would play chapters, it would be like, Oh, that time was more fun than the last time. Why was that? Well, I played my character to where I created more conflict yeah. with my companions. Yeah. And that made it more fun yeah. than when we all agreed and did exactly what we were all going to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like, oh, it's more entertaining when there's conflict in the party. Yeah. I should put those in my stories. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like, and because it's just a game, you don't really care. Yeah. In the same way, like we've been talking about with some of this other stuff, it's like we overanalyze and overstress and, get hypercritical of ourselves when we're creating our art. Yeah. But when you're just playing a game, you just play it. Yeah. You don't think about it that yeah. hard. And yet then you look back and you're like, oh, if I just did that same kind of method and strategy and approach to my writing yeah. or my directing or my, you know, whatever, or to my acting, it's like, that would be so much easier. I need to stop taking it so seriously, just have fun with it, make whatever's entertaining, yeah. you know, kind of do whatever, like, because a lot of times when you're playing, you're just like, what would be the most fun thing to do in this moment right yeah. now? Let's do that. Yeah. You know? And it's like, to a certain degree, if you did that in a movie or a book, like, the audience is going to like that. Yeah. You know? Like, what would be the most interesting, fun thing to Go do in this Go full moment? Leroy Jenkins on a battle, you know? Like, and yeah. message, maybe someone goes down or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. There's and consequences, Yeah. But and fun. even, like, yeah, the times where somebody gets hurt. Or, yeah. And even the dice. Like, seeing how the dice, like, affects things. That you're like, oh, we all thought that was going to work, and it was a complete yeah. failure, and it was really entertaining. Example, uh, on one of our campaigns, uh, you guys were trying to sneak in because you knew that the, the, the one of the main villains was behind the door. So you guys tried to sneak in as quietly as possible, and you you chose which one of you guys had the best uh, like sneaking ability, and he chose Ragabeard, uh, Mark's character, the, the drunk wizard, and he rolled... And that one. And so right off the bat, tries to sneak in and just flops in, f 
falls on some armor, and then you try and, or I think Allie tried to shoot an arrow and got like a one as well and so just completely miss injured herself you know so it's just like one thing after like you all horribly messed up yeah and it was so funny yeah. like it was just like the funniest thing because yeah you're like you guys had just been like kicking butt like yeah the whole time just destroying everyone and then this last thing <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it's stuff like that that like made those ones more interesting yeah. like you know these these it, it uh, it creates more dramatic ups and downs. Yeah. Um, like we've talked about with Quentin Tarantino where he says, like, you know, he's playing the emotions of the yeah. audience as a, as a conductor. And it's like in the game you find out that you make those kind of moments because playing a a game where it's just flatline and there's no peaks and valleys yeah. is boring. Yeah. It's boring to play. Yeah. But when there is, like, you know what we should try to do? Like crashing from the ceiling, yeah. All like you know, Mission Impossible style, and we're like, yeah, let's do it, and, you know. And then it's like, oh, that didn't work at all. <laughs> or then it does sometimes, and, and it's, it's cool. amazing. It's amazing, yeah. and we kill everybody immediately. Yeah. And it was supposed to be this huge battle, and it's over in one turn. And yeah. you're like, man, that was awesome. So it's like that kind of stuff. You're like, oh, I need to put this in my writing, or yeah. I need to put this in the characters that I make, or you know. So I would definitely say if you're of that, t- if you're an actor makes sense why a lot of actors yeah. do it if you're a writer comedian um whatever it is you know definitely do it because i think it will just it's like practice yeah i mean it's it's a it's like a fun way to work out your storytelling muscles yeah um which is a lot of times hard to do if you're i mean if you're a filmmaker or writer it's like actor it's like you have to have all these people around you yeah to practice your craft most of the time where in this situation you can practice it with a few friends have fun yeah it's not the same thing as having yeah. to get on set and get cameras out and lights out and yeah. all that. And if you don't want to take it too – I mean, you could take it as seriously as you want, but, you know, you could be Lord of the Rings level serious, or you can do kind of like what we did, you know, the town uh, awarded you guys a house and two house Carls, which were Chip and Joanna. Yeah. But they were obviously within that world. They were like little halflings or something. But, you know, yeah. so I, I think there is anything that's – gonna be fun and lively like that's always a fun you know but if like the uh, collectively as a group you guys are like serious and like really want to get into it then find a dm that's like all right we're gonna make this like epic and like yeah and then do that yeah 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 it's really i mean like i said that's to me i was just blown away by the fact that i was like what dungeons dragons is or the pen and paper model of games is is really just a mechanic yeah, that you can use for anything you want. Yeah, um, and that's to me was like, wow, this is like the possibilities of this. This is amazing. Yeah, you know, we've even talked about like filling out character sheets, like DM or Dungeon Dragon character sheets that they give you of like, okay, here's what are their core values, yeah. what is their greatest weakness, what is their, you know, their like their biggest hope and dream, you know, like what's what, their history? Yeah, what's yeah. their history? You know, and we we're like, we should fill out character sheets like this for our actual characters in our in our screenplays that yeah. we write. You know, and it just, and even like their skills, like how strong are they? How smart are they? What's yeah. their wisdom? What's yeah. their charisma? You know, it's like, because it's just when you break it all down like that, you can look at it and be like, I know who this person is. Yeah. You know, you could hand that to an actor and be like, this is who you are. Yeah. You know, so. And it adds depth and layer. And so it's like, why is the detective a detective? What's his background? Yeah. What's his core beliefs? Like, what does he absolutely want? You know. Yeah. What's the one thing that he'll never sacrifice? Yeah, exactly. You know, what's the one thing he'll sacrifice everything for? Yeah. You know, and okay, he has a lot of intelligence, but he's 
actually not that strong. Yeah. Okay, well, then we know kind of what this character looks like. Yeah. You know, we have a general idea. Like, we need to not have a super fit, muscular guy. Yeah. He needs to be kind of your dad bod yeah. detective. So a, a good example would be, I would say, Seven, where at the end you have, all in that scene, you have Morgan Freeman, who is uh, lawful good. Yep. You have Brad Pitt, who is, I would say, neutral good. Yep. He's kind of more in the middle. And then you have Kevin Spacey, who is chaotic evil. Yeah. And there's a spoiler alert. There's a con- there's something that's happening out in that field that lawful good is always going to be lawful good. And he's trying to convince. Is this battle between I would say and- to a certain degree because you know, uh, it's been a while since I've watched that movie, but so I might be wrong. But I feel like Brad Pitt could potentially be chaotic good. Oh yeah, yeah. Because throughout the whole story, he's always telling free like him and Freeman are like disagreeing on yeah. how they should do things. Yeah, you know, like he he's the one that like shows up to work late mm-hmm. and doesn't like doesn't always have like all this stuff together and, yeah. and almost doesn't take the job seriously. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's like, I'm gonna do good because I've chosen that's the right thing to do. Yeah, I'm gonna do it my own way. Yeah, and so once again, spoiler alert. Sorry, everyone, but Kevin Spacey has a box and. uh that's the whole thing Brad Pitt's saying, what's in the box? And if this was a DM situation, I would be Kevin – as a DM, I'd be Kevin Spacey. You are, you know, uh, Brad Pitt's character. Of course. And, and an NPC is is trying to convince you, you know. Yeah. Just keep your head level. I would roll for the NPC to see how effective my persuasion was. Yeah. Then you would roll to see how effective your conscience is against this uh, manipulation. That <laughs> yeah. And then I would roll how convincing I was as as the chaotic as Kevin Spacey, yeah. you know. And so in that scene, Brad Pitt rolls a a nat one. <laughs> he rolls a critical one, and and Kevin Spacey with with that one line because she kept begging, begging for the life of your child. And it was like that's he got that nat twenty, yeah, and that was like he got exactly what he wanted, and so um, well, and even just like creating characters that have conflict, like going yeah. back to like my character and Mark's character, Ragabeard, it's like putting a lawful good character against a chaotic good mm-hmm. character means that they're going to disagree, yeah, and so if people actually really play that out, like they're always not going to agree on how to yeah. do it. And then you take somebody who's chaotic evil. evil yeah. The chaotic good person technically agrees with their methods, yeah. but just doesn't agree with what they're doing. Yeah. So it's like the chaotic good person actually like kind of is sort of torn between the two people. Absolutely. I want to do things my way yeah. like this guy is, but I actually want to do good stuff like this guy. But this guy is so by the book, it's annoying. Yeah. But this guy's murdering people. Yeah. Man, what? How do I yeah. feel about this? Yeah, you know, he deserves to die because he murders people. Yeah, and and, so, and in the end, that's what he does. Yeah, and in the end, Morgan Freeman sticks to who he is. He lawful good arrests Brad Pitt. Yeah, like that's the thing. I think a lot of people would be conflicted. You know, the yeah. neutral good. Yeah, as viewers, we'd be like, oh, Brad Pitt had a right to do it. But that was the whole thing. Maybe Kevin Spacey's character is lawful evil because he knows the law and knows how to like break it. No, I think they're. I think you're right with his chaotic, chaotic evil. evil? Okay. Yeah, because I mean he's he's definitely. Because um, that's the whole thing. He's at crea- the end. He had. He's creating chaos yeah. in the same way that Joker is. I mean, yeah. he's just very smart yeah. and intentional about it. Yeah. Um, 
But and but yeah, because the Joker wants to make Batman ultimately evil. That's yeah. just helpful. I yeah. mean, and so it's like I think you know, it's just that makes that scene really interesting yeah. because you have these conflicting interests. Yeah, you know, and as writers, sometimes it's hard to um, it's hard to figure out how to write people that aren't you. Yeah. How do I write from a voice that's not my voice? Yeah. I only know how to look out at the world the way I look at the world. I've never been in somebody else's, you know, I've never been able to truly be in somebody else's shoes and head and look out at the world in the way that they do. And I think D&D is a way to learn how to do that because you have to create these characters that are different from you and learn how to be them. Yeah. Um, Because once again, Lawful Good Morgan Freeman is kind of cool collected in that moment. Because that's what Lawful gets. He knows what the law is. He is grounded in that. Um, Chaotic Evil, he is kind of in control as well because he is in control of the chaos. He knows what's happening. Brad Pitt's character, Chaotic Good, is all over the place. He's the one screaming. He's the one that has the gun out. He's the one that's saying, what's in the back? Yeah. Yeah. Which would make sense that he's the guy that's currently being torn between two different people. Yeah. So, you know, if you took somebody who was, you replace Brad Pitt with somebody else, you put Morgan Freeman in that role, and then you take somebody who is, um, you know, another, I don't know, like a lawful, maybe lawful evil or yeah. something, you know, and have that, that mixture there where, you know, all of a sudden it's like, you take a Thanos-like character, mm-hmm. maybe that would be a better way yeah, to make lawful, Kevin Spacey's yeah. character like Thanos. Where he's like, we need to do this because, yeah, like the right way. Yeah, overpopulation. There's the for the greater good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm trying to do this for the greater good, even if what I'm doing is bad. Yeah. Then Morgan Freeman's in the middle, where the chaos guy is like, "That's not good. Yeah, we should not do that." And the character's like, "Yeah, but what he's saying actually makes a lot of logical sense." Yeah. And I can understand why he wants to do it. You know. So. Anyways, yeah, but the yeah and. and we can say why why is Thanos wrong? Because like his whole logic is, the world will just kill themselves. So therefore, I'm just gonna evaporate half of all life. You know, he's already doing the thing that everyone fears. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so that's why he's evil. Yeah. Lawfully. So, all I say. Yeah. Uh, if you're again a storyteller of any kind, you should definitely play the game. Yeah. Um, and if you're just somebody who enjoys having a good time. And you should definitely play it uh, if you can, if you can find people to play it with. Yeah. And and like I said, I think especially if you're a parent, I mean, once your kids are old enough that they can, you know, they probably need to be like seven or eight years old, I would guess. I mean, you can't, yeah. you, you couldn't play it with like a four year old. But once they get old enough to where they can actually like read and write, and you know, older elementary school, younger middle school, um, I think, man. Kids, I feel like, would love something like this. Yeah. You know? And like I said, you can make whatever world you want. They don't have to be killing goblins and orcs if you don't want them to be. Yeah. Um, You know, it could be, it can be something, it can be Marvel based. It can be, it can be DC Comics. It can be Star Wars. It can be whatever you want. Anything. Anything American Doll series. Yeah. You know? And yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure. Pleasure. We should play again sometime soon. We should. I was actually just thinking about what, next storyline we could do so yeah i know there's an actual dragon out there in our world that we still haven't fought so there is we might and have to, it's in we might have to go give him a good wallop old lady fox ferns land yeah so. yeah well, we reclaim her kingdom yeah. all right well thank you to everyone who's listening we'll see you next week yeah i think we rolled 
an at 20 on Yeah, we one. did. <laughs> Unless everybody stopped listening, then it was definitely a critical. I was I was thinking of which historical figures rolled an at one. <laughs> I can think of a few. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll save that for next time. All right. Bye. This has been a Studio Red production. For more, go to studioredmedia.com.